Hello, I am world famous pirate titty lawyer, Sophia Alexandra. I have represented numerous pirates who have been charged with titty piracy. Now you might ask, what is this? It sounds actually quite obscene and vulgar. I can't believe you're even putting it in terms like that. For those that don't understand, this is a very niche form of piracy. Uh, it's one that does involve breasts um, of any kind. But again, this is sort of an inside joke for the people on the Twitch stream. Shout out to all the K1s on the Twitch stream. I would love to invite everybody listening to the show. Please come to the Twitch stream. But anyway, thank you for having me. Famous pirate titty lawyer, Sophia Alexander. Thank you so much. Uh, hello. Um, first off, welcome to the podcast. Um, second of all, hello. I'm famous um, zombie titty lawyer, Miles Gray. That's right. It doesn't matter how long the titty's been dead. We will represent it. And then that man from that Larry H. Parker commercial pops up and he's like, Larry H. Parker got me. You know the story. Yeah, no, but he says, Miles Gray got me. You saw oh, the titty. Right. You saw the titty. Well, oh, Miles Gray got me. You saw the titty. That's what we know. No, anyway. you ate the titty. Zombies. Oh. Miles Gray got me. I ate the titty. I ate the titty. And that's <laughs> and in he, your head. He just confesses because he's already been, uh, you know, not convicted, <laughs> convicted of the crime. It's been dismissed. So he can't get There's really no crimes because even where the, law, can't the courts, get convicted twice is what I'm the courts saying. we practice in are whimsical, We're magical, good. and some just call them, uh, you know, just adult you know, uh, strip clubs, whatever it is, what it is, but we still represent the people. Thank you so much for having us. Welcome to this show on top of just welcoming ourselves to this show, if we may, and we will, but welcome to 420 day fiance, a podcast where we discuss our favorite reality show, 90 day fiance. And Ooh, what was that? Was that a can of drums that you popped open in the no, middle just, of the uh, intro? Okinawan beer I'm drinking. Oh, okay. No. Never mind then. Again, hello. <laughs> hello. And welcome to 420 Day Fiance, mm-hmm. a podcast where we discuss our favorite reality show, 90 Day Fiance, and its various iterations. And today we are discussing 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. Season six, episode mm-hmm. five, love takes hostages. Yes, love does take hostages. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed that you actually, you know, you came through with the title there. You just went right into it. Normally you would do the setup thing, but you are, I admire your professionalism. Um, let me. I thought we would save that classic bit for another time. Oh, wow. In favor of Restraint. other things. Restraint. I love to see. We loved. We love to see the evolution. We're just creatures, um, as Darwin saw through his racist eyes. Now, can we talk about this episode? Who do we want to? Should we go chronology? Yes, chronology. Okay, we'll go chronology. Um, for the people in the Twitch stream, yes, what I'm drinking is called Orion or Orion, as it's called in Japan. It's a beer from Okinawa, which is an island. Oh, um, oh, so oh, oh, Ryan. Mm, auto farts. <laughs> um, see, and that's how we do an alley oop in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our first couple. It's really not even a couple. It's re- at this point, it's Angela and Jojo, I would say. Right? Yeah, they're the dynamic duo. Is Jojo married? 
Who's JoJo's man's? What's JoJo's story? I saw she kind of had a chunky a, ring on, no? I don't know. JoJo feels like she's got like, I'm a hot single in the city vibe. Right. Was she, was she wearing, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. Is she, did, did you see her? She had a wedding ring on? I did not see. So I want to know uh, if it was if it was Jojo, what is she up to? Who's her mans? Because, you know, she pulled up with a Gucci bag the other day. I don't know if it's real, but that's none of my business to you, Jojo. I'd love to see it. Uh, but the surgery is done. Angela's surgery has happened. She's fine. She is safe. She is OK. Unfortunately, titties a little small, maybe. Maybe small. Here's the thing. Might. Here's the thing. I don't know. This 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 was sort of the whole point of this section of the episode. This Where is the the literally too little or too small. Their entire segment was just, would you eat the titty zombie style or would you not? Zombie. Zombie. Zombie titty. Zombie titty. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> hey, you got I mean, an impromptu cranberries performance. Once you start a cranberries riff, yeah, you kind of can't stop until you right. finish it. With their tanks and their bombs and their guns and their dogs, you know that shit is like you mm. know. <laughs> Since nineteen sixteen, and you're like, oh shit, bro, hit me with these facts. Cranberries. Bro, this is a cran cran bone bone. Give me titty. Give Ooh. me titty. Hey. Titty's too small. Titty's too small. Too small. Oh, too yeah, small. I hate to see it. Dr. Obing, what did you do, man? That's plus 500,000 cran cran bone bone. Oh, yeah, this is a CCBB. You know what I mean? That goes along with the ACAB bone. That all happens all together and comes out to 500,000 points. Um, yes, the surgery is done. And like, like before we so, get into. The- OK, before we get into the titty huh. gate. OK, I want to say that she's looking at her old body with her new titties. You can't right. do that. Got to yeah. look at the new body with the new right. titties. She's exactly. thinking. I keep my titties the regular size, but lose like 200 pounds. So right. the titties are just going to go down to your knees. The like, ratios are all off. Like the ratios she are all off. lacks any basic, even tiniest crumb of like common sense or critical thinking. So right. it's just a trip watching a grown ass woman not know, even though she just got a gastric I mean, sleeve look, to try to lose weight that she hasn't lost the weight yet. And she lost the titties right mm-hmm. away because of fucking surgery It's just. Right. Mm. Yeah, she said, um, I woke up my surgery and my titties fucking gone. Big titties <laughs> in a big pond uh, for the West Side Connection fans out there. It's just relative to the pond. I mean, you, that them shits will be big fish in a small pond. You know what I mean? That, that's why they're saying like, yo, just give it a second. They'll be okay. Yeah, maybe I didn't listen to you because this is the thing I was saying before last time. Dr. Obang didn't give a fuck what Angela wanted. I'm sorry. He didn't give a fuck. He didn't. That's why I was like, the way he was just like, yeah, I got a plan. We're good. We're good. Uh-huh. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We worry. were incredibly spooked that he never revealed what the plan was. Just 
a touch of pity, a little bit. And he was like, let me cut off a bunch of your titty, bitch. Ooh, uh, just a little bit. Ooh, uh, Ooh. just a little titty. This is like a titty super mix. I was doing Keith Sweat. Uh, <laughs> and what was what was that one? Who did the song? Sophie B. Anthony. Yes. Okay. Anthony Davis. <laughs> Lakers. Uh, <laughs> yeah she's she's on the one dollar coin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know sophie b anthony the the bitch on the coin who was like ooh, i just a little bit ooh, a little bit more that you're looking for remember that shit that was like the norm dude are you kidding me that shit was like novocaine turned into like fucking people songs. loved that breathy vocal back in the Back in yeah. the day. Because then, the like, day. you okay? <laughs> back in the, you know. I said back right. in the gay. And I was like, that's almost it. There we go. Yeah, almost. <laughs> um, so, anything. So, they, she she gets her surgery. We'll go chronologically before we get into the nuances of is it too big? Is it too small? So, she's out there. They come out, look, JoJo. Dude, when Dr. Obang told JoJo the surgery went well, he was like leaned up against the bar like he was hitting on her. He's like, what's up, ho? <laughs> ho, ho. <laughs> um, look. Your main girl, she's done. Um, you know, with her surgery, she'll be all right. You know, she'll be all right. And uh, just don't worry. You know, we'll be, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Okay, don't worry. And then, so they have instructions like she has to eat a clear liquid diet, no sodas. I was laughing gas. so hard. I'm like, if you think, bitch smoked cigarettes the day of her surgery, you think she's going to lay off Coke? Like, yeah. you're being, cr- you're crazy right now. She, yeah, exactly. You're not stopping shit. <gasps> Diet Coke. Okay. Um, <laughs> the time was all fucked up on that one, but you get the idea, audience. Oh, man. Oh, also, I do want to say that um, for the first time ever, we saw the nurse practitioner not in her signature cream. Yeah. With- it really didn't seem like she put a fit together. It seemed like they moved taping to a day she didn't expect. They caught her off guard. She put a black shirt on. And I'm sure well, she regretted it the entire day. Do you think she, hmm, because that was surgery day. You know what I mean? Like, you can't fuck around. You can't be, you can't have your titties out in a, during surgery, especially not if you're not the person being worked on. That's just a bad <laughs> look. So I think she's like, They're like no. Natasha, it's not about your titties for once. She's like, I know I'm a fucking professional. When do I ever have my titties out during surgery? It's only during the consultations. Only during the consultation. In a way, I'm promoting your so work, Dr. Patients Obang. can get inspired, Dr. No oh. bang. Are you mad? Because I would not bang you. Yeah, exactly. No, sir. Also, you are shady. And that woman only wanted a pound off each titty. So. Anyway, so she's there. She's keeping it professional, keeping the cleave uh, hidden. And. You know, I just want a quick shout out to the nurse who tried to help Angela out with her wild broom hairs when she was wheeling her out in the wheelchair. She was like, oh, bitch, let me help you out. You I just want to say that's a good looking out. That's a helping hand bonus to you, Miss Nurse Lady. You didn't have to do all that. But I know you saw what we all saw watching it. And we're like, somebody help her hairs out a little bit. OK, she I literally was not that. thinking it because her hair always looks terrible. I know. But part of me was just like. <laughs> I was like, how can you rearrange a pile of I think of she was just at the very it's least. Just, it's just, it's just going to look like a pile of straw. I don't care what you do. So then um, 
she's in pain. She's like, maybe we can do a little FaceTime. She's like, oh, I don't know. She's like, all right, get get Michael on the FaceTime real quick. He's like, all right, maybe we'll make the put the. She's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to uh, do it. the yankability uh, factor of these titties is down to a two. I cannot don't play even, this game. Don't even get to yank scores yet. I mean, yikes. The Yankees ain't playing there anymore. No, you know what I mean? it's a Red Sox world out there. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a little that's an American League bonus for you there. Just for respecting the rivalry. So they get her on the phone and get him on the FaceTime. It's like early as shit. He's all like, what, what's going on? His whole concern is like, oh, but what the titties do? What's going on there? I don't care if he's alive. Put them on the fucking the titties on my children. How are they? Yankee one and tuggy two. Where are you? How are you? What did they do? Did they butcher you? Titties are gone. They're gone, sir. They're gone. He says, but look, Michael, I hooked it up. They're perky. She don't have a no, no bra or whatever. And she'll be a, she's a double D anyway, man. It's just I'm still. That's he still said special. double or triple. Well, see, yeah. here's the thing. He started saying triple when she started getting more upset about how small her breasts were. If you remember, because he didn't start saying triple D like he was Guy Fieri until he was really getting pressed in the fucking consultation room when she had a second and she was off all the pain meds and was like, yo, hold on, man. What's up? What's up here? This isn't what we talked about. I can't fucking yo. He can't be pulling on these like a fucking preschool playground <laughs> she ain't no fucking jungle gym what is this this you now you got a ninja he's, warrior course he's like how am i supposed to tarzan my ass from one to the other now mm-hmm. i don't know you hate so, to see it when you sign up for vine titties and you got some tiktoks yeah <laughs> exactly that's what he did don't tiktoks just sound tiny <laughs> i don't know depends i'm gonna start calling little titties tiktoks it just sounds weird. TikTok no, could be, it's, it's too ambiguous. It sounds like a racial slur, too. I don't know. It's just wait, like wait, I'm saying, wait. like it's malleable. Wait, wait, could, wait. A racial slur for what? I don't know, but imagine it. You said you call small titties TikToks. What do you say? Oh, yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa. Fucking TikToks everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. What? Yeah, exactly. You turned something, turn something very what, pure. Into what I'm saying is horrible. it's malleable. It's malleable. It's like a hammer. No, you took it there. You see what you want to see in the TikTok world. You can. And I need to tell you is how I was going to use it was. Oh, I want to touch that girl's TikToks. That that doesn't sound. I don't. That you sound like now just like a TikToks. Now you sound like a fucking predator. You know what I mean? At least before I was just sounding like a cop. I'm a finger her and suck on her TikToks. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) See, and if you said that, people were like, "What the? Get her out of here." What the fuck was that? Who's talks like that? What is she even talking about? Because they're not going to know you mean titties. They might think you're talking about some like weird, like loose asshole skin. I don't know. Okay. Um, be careful. This is the perfect time to tell you that. The your dog fucking trainers, dog walkers, your mother. Just when we start getting on about how TikTok. Oh, God, give me strength. I'm sorry. Okay, bye. So. Um, let's just get into the whole thing with the titties. Um, 
they it seems to be that everyone believes they're two smokes of dr obeng now are you in the class of now you said this last time when i said he was saying one to two making it sound like it would be on the other side but he said one to two knowing full well it could be two pounds mm-hmm, per mm-hmm. breast and you brought that up you said well he did it wasn't he wasn't really unequivocal he did give a range even though it was presented a little bit weird now he gave a titty spectrum mm-hmm. uh like a guy when like he says that he's cool at your buy and then right. when you're like yo but okay and then gets um, wild jealous yeah <laughs> right and then you're like mm, that's not what we agreed upon but right so what do you think too much too little i agree like it's you're just you're as day two either way you can't put the tit that what has been done is done so you're dealing you can't even with- judge a facial right after no yeah you look so like you you're gonna tell me weed you, whacker. yeah you're fucking gonna judge a major surgery that's specifically the major part of it is after the sleeve is done that's when the weight loss starts so the right. fact that this bitch was like, this is my final form. I'm like, you literally don't understand the concept of plastic surgery. You're fucking fucked up titty Dragon Ball. I, yeah, I don't know Pokemon, but like you're like a Charizard and you're going to be like a Super Zard or whatever. Yeah, like, she's doing that's Super Saiyan titty or yeah, titty. Uh, Angel. I don't know, man. I'm too old. I'm sorry, y'all. That's, I know. That's, that's yeah, so, I'm fix, not going to even front. Some, I barely some, someone to insert. Album proper pokemon joke in here so um you know she said look um i told you i wanted to just make sure that these were still big my mans they call him jeter the way he stays with the yankees because he needs to be tugging on two okay um (laughs) and that's what it is and it takes two baby baby it and takes two, baby, to make the yank feel right. <laughs> if there was a, a Michelin a episode, I mean, look, this is what we do. You know, I mean, <laughs> shout out Rachel Bloom. And I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She's my favorite like, person. Let's be real. We should have had a thing where it's just about two people get high looking at a laptop and singing off key about a reality <laughs> show. That's kind of niche. So the, the thing with this, it's not tug material anymore. Dr. Obang is now pivoting, saying these are now triple D's. Um, that's when I was getting like, dude, you're fucking shisty, bro. You that's not a good look for you. And I hope people saw that, that you went from being like, oh, yeah, like trying to act like you were listening to them. And I get she breathes better. And on a certain level, medically, you probably do have to take off a certain amount to relieve that stress. But that seemed like it was if that's the case, that was communicated so poorly that it just turned into this messy thing where. You created a plot point in a reality show where this dude's husband's like, can I still fucking swing off your titties? <laughs> I don't know. And it wasn't about like a, an actual like sort of major medical procedure in the midst of a pandemic. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking too reality brained. I mean, all I know is this bitch doesn't listen. She doesn't read up. So the fact that anybody agree to do any kind of procedure on her is mm-hmm. truly incredibly unprofessional and should definitely get your license revoked yeah That's <laughs> it's, not... it's not it's not a good look for dr obey no. 
or the other fucking doctor. You look like Kashani. Yeah. Well, Kashani just did the sleeve. So he kind of he's like, look, I'm out of here. I make my money there. Old Bang's the one who gets ripping and roaring on the breasts. Not me. Um, but yeah, it's not a good look. It's like if you're watching like Tabitha Salon takeover and she walked in and she's like, what is this sheet? You don't even give the people the fucking haircuts they want. Sorry. How can you even operate a proper salon like this? She asked for a bloody bob and you gave her some kind of shit Kylie Minogue proper fucking imp- shitty Vegas impressionist bullshit. She looks like Cammy from Street Fighter. That is you not a good advertisement. Tabitha to the list of impressions. Look, guys, get your Tabitha. Get in. your fucking money. Get your dollars out because that's going to be for Catreon. I'm not letting everybody hit. I'm not hitting everybody with this. You know what I mean? I don't let anybody hit a raw tap of this one. I know Um, you've been looking forward to working uh, your Australian accent, which is impeccable into the show since Ash left. So I. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. It's um, look it. uh, Guy Montgomery was on Daily Zeitgeist uh, earlier, so he was talking to people from over there just gets in your brain. So I had a little bit of that accent on my brain, but that's the thing. She, if you're like, not to nine to get, it's different than a haircut. Sorry to get all serious again. After I did a fucking tab with a salon takeover impersonation. But if the doctor, if, 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 if again, your medical opinion is going counter to what this person wants, then you should tell him, I don't know why I'm advocating for Yankee titty gang, but I get it. If you're, if you're used to feeling a certain way and that's part of your relationship, not to say, I mean, we're going to find out if this whole relationship was titty based because you don't want a TBR, a titty based relationship. Cause that's, no, you don't. And that's what Dr. Obing tried to tell her. Yeah. He was like, if he would not be with you, if it wasn't for your titties, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Like say you had breast cancer and you lost your titties. Right. And then she was like, yo, okay, well, here's the deal. What if my man leaves you? And because you cut off too much, will you be my man? And he's like, oh, hell no. You my patient. She's like, I'll be your side chick. (laughs) You know what I love, though, is that he's so smooth that he wasn't like, hell no, you're a fucking mess, lady. And you're way too old for me. What he said was, oh, it's because you're my patient, which I know he's used every single time that an ugly patient has hit on him, according to him. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, look, if someone again, was hot hit on him, he'd be like, yeah, I'll see you after the surgery. I'll pay I for your drink. Him. You'll probably be fucking drunk quicker. This... You're fresh off the fucking table. <laughs> what a cheap date. The second, up! the second I he did this shit where he said, yeah, 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 I got a plan. I was like, this fool's fucked up. That's not how you do anything. I just I don't know. It, it fucking rubbed me the wrong way, because if I was in there not to say my mom got gigantic titties that she needs addressed. But if I was there, I don't even know. I put in that context with my mother, but I'm thinking if I was there and I said, I'd be like, yo, 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 we're not fucking with it. What the fuck did you just say? You got a plan. Did you hear what she just said? Family. <laughs> then she want fucking one pound off. But you don't say you fucking got a plan. Cause this shit can get ugly real quick, bro. I'll meet you outside. The, oh, I'll, I'll be there for the weigh in. I'll know. And I'll, and I'll say, you know what, mom, we're off this. He has no consideration and no respect for you. He said, I got a plan. You sound like dad. Also, and then we run out. How are you going to take Angela seriously when this bitch goes? I mean, they are small, but it's easier to breathe. 
And then yeah. you see she was like, she's about to smoke a cigarette in the next episode. Yo, she was about to smoke four cigarettes like Andrew Dice Clay. Like, yeah. I'm bro, out here. Bro. So much flexibility. Bro, if you uh, really want easy breathing, quit your fucking cigarettes. Right. You can't try to have it both ways. It's like when she was like, this surgery is about getting healthy and right. I just want to be skinny. I'm yeah. like, that's those two are not the same, the same thing. <laughs> Quit lying. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a quick break. You don't really we'll, know oh. him. Why is you lying? Oh, she said, uh, what, uh, why is you lying? Let me we'll pick up the line. Let's get a couple of lines. Maybe, Maybe I, I, can... I be able to give her dick all the time, all the time and get her and high. Get her high. Ah! There we go. Man, that's like my favorite song. Okay. Anyway, let's take a quick break. Play right now. I'm not going to play that because this is a podcast and I can't do that. I mean, unless you're on the motherfucking foot stream, but you're listening to the podcast right now. So we'll be back right after this. America's so fucking tight. America, America. And we're back. I, I can't even, again, if you weren't on the Twitch stream, you missed like a whole other version of this podcast, one in which Sophia and I argue. I was coming at her for rapping over Zoom. I choked on a like a half a beer and spit it out all over myself due to karma. Due to karma, he said. Yeah. I was, it was just wild. This just is wild. But that's why you got to come to the Twitch stream. It's not just about the podcast. This It's just like this whole other ecosystem we we're operating in. And I honestly, this shit never happened before we started doing shit on Twitch. So And there was no titty double bun bone. So there was no, on, yeah, a lot more titties on in the Twitch too. stream as well. A lot, come get your titties as well and your titty discussions. Okay. Pirate titties, um, zombie titties, mm, regular ass titties. We got them all. We got them all. Did you see um uh from dusk till dawn? Yes. Remember was George Clooney and the the vampire? He's like, we got horse titty, we got rat titty, we got Mexican titty, white titty, or pussy. At this one of the things, and if you can find it, fuck it. And I was like, yeah, this is how sixth graders talk. Collect Um, them all. Wow. Anyway, um, shall we move on? Yes. To not moving on, but keep the discussion going. And are we moving on to Elizabeth and Andre? That is the only st- that is the next stop on the chronology. My honor. G. OK, shall we get into it? Yes, it's them. Uh, the couple that everyone wants to be. And what are they up to? <laughs> well, broken up. That's what we hey. all want them to be. One hundred percent. I mean, uh, let's just get into it. You know, the last episode, they were in some drama. You know, uh, Andre came from like this flip house and he was like, Whoop, I don't give a thought. I was there. Then the fucking Charlie, Mr. Charlie pulls up, fucking wannabe landlord. I was like, hold on, fucking slam the brakes for a second. You're calling him a wannabe anything? Bro, you are, you, you ain't done shit. You're the, the definition fuck? of the wannabe. Fuck? I mean, fuck Charlie too, but bro, like, you can't even, you're, he's the, 
anyway. So uh, they get to this. The, he gets to talk about Becky. She pulls up. He, you know, she called me a thief and a dick. Okay, I have to say, this made me laugh very hard. Him recounting what happened was like, in no way did this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and what it makes me think about is, like, when you recount a fight with your significant other to like right. your boys or your girls or your NBs, and you're like, listen to the shit this motherfucker did. Right, right, like, right. You erase all nuance. And you're like, bam. And then I said this. And then you, yeah. of course, redo your thing to be way better. And so at the end, it's like, this no longer bears any res- resemblance <laughs> to what the actual conversation was. And that's exactly what he did. The way he made it sound like it really did seem like he was Liam Neeson's daughter in Taken or some shit. Like where Yo. he had... Like, I don't know. Like, he was really like, hey, you wouldn't believe it, Liv, the shit that I went through, man. Shit I saw. Y'all, this, what you know about Rashomon, okay? That is what this is. Wow. <laughs> Every so time okay. you have a fight with anyone in your life, whatever you recount mm-hmm. to other people, that's one Rashomon version. Your significant other or your friend. Right. That's the other one. The third one is somewhere in the middle, and there's still some shit that who the fuck knows Damn. what happened, you know? That's fucking wild. The, actually, the, the wisdom you just broke down there. For, mm. you know, if there's any Kurosawa fans out there, or you're just new to it, check it out. Kurosawa, you know, check it out. Um, that's, that's so much coach. In a way, I was almost shocked that you just took it there. You know what? That's a Kurosawa bonus. You know what I mean? Shout out to you. Wow. Love. So, yes. so classy here. Were you going to, okay. Did you have, what else about that interaction before we get to the green card meeting? In case you had other thoughts on the lawyer meeting. I don't care about the lawyer meeting. Okay. I was just wanting to talk about nanny gate, which is mm. that Libby's like, look, I think we should get a nanny. You want to work. I want to work. Whatever. We should get a nanny to help us out. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he's like, no, Lib, uh, doesn't matter how many cameras you have. Your nanny goes around the corner and molests her daughter. It's like, why do you huh? think everyone wants to molest your daughter? Do you want to do you want an answer to that question? Do you want to answer me? No. OK, great. But I don't want to know. I <laughs> Like any that person's was very weird strange. Fears. And, very, yeah. and then my second question was, okay, if you don't want a nanny, then who are you going to cheat on Libby with? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you really thought that through. <laughs> and yeah. you've got cheater vibes all over your ass. So, like sloppy cheater vibes too. Yeah. I think you're going to then find that it's Becky. a lot. It's a lot harder to fuck someone who is not coming over to your house every He's day. He's going to fuck Becky. That's what's going to happen. He's like so hate, sloppy with it. Like a hate fuck, right? It's weird. Yeah, because it's just like a cruel thing you'd script out where it's like she can't believe it because like her sister who here's the thing, Andre, it's not just this like 20 years ago. She also did this to me in high school. 
You know <laughs> what I mean? And then we have this whole drama. See, this could actually be written as a CW show, their whole relationship. Um, don't sleep on that. I mean, you'd have to age everybody down like 15 No, years. it's just like a sad-ass Dawson's Creek. You know what I mean? Like, they're their age, and you're just like, ooh. I don't want to wait for our child to be over. Mm-hmm. Our child to be over? <laughs> Chuck. Our child. Oh. I was like, oh, no. Um, so the this green stress card, is going to for sure kill him. He's already dead, and they're keeping him alive. That's a that's a weekend at Bernie situation. He's already. I died don't want to be like. Maybe don't be a shitty slumlord. Okay. Because the karma is gonna get you. Don't but... knock it till you try it. You know what I mean? Because you don't. Have, you can just be a slumlord and you make all this money, and the checks still come in. What do you think pays for your little Mercedes SUV, Libby? Okay. Oh, the make half the money. With twice the integrity is mm. what I think. Okay. Either way, who cares? Um, because at the end of the day, we're all we're hoping. Everybody's is- trash, including us. Yes, that. And we're hoping that the Andre is lying on his application. Um, I mean, he's still posting shit. So the chances are he's not. But the way the lawyer because the producers were probably like, really play up this idea that he could be hiding something. And if he is lying, that things are wrong. But it's weird because his own like masculinity that's just so fucking aggressive makes him look suspicious because like, it's buried, it's gone, nothing's up, nothing to see, which very may well be the case. But it's just that he doesn't want to act but like he goes, agreed with a woman. <laughs> she goes, you can't bury the past. And then oh, I can. he goes, I can't, I did. Boom. Um, I said that in like an Arnold accent. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Instead you of idiot. I can, I did. But I will. <laughs> I buried it successfully, and you will not find it. It has been erased. My past has been erased. You will not find me. It won't matter <laughs> if you find out that I was doing weird stuff with police officers in Moldova. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just like how the, the the lawyer just was just like, okay, fool, but you know, like it doesn't matter what you think. Like, if it exists, they can see it. And he's like, yeah, it's buried. It's done. It's gone. It's ghost. Call that shit Swayze, baby. It's out of here. Uh, you ever heard of Casper? That shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh. I Caspered my criminality at this bitch. Um, okay, let's move on to Ronald and Tiffany. Um, okay, this makes me incredibly mad. Um, incredibly mad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's fucking up majorly and playing fucking games. Okay, first off, no foreshadowing when a man cares that much Mm -hmm. about making his boots shiny. Hey, do you see this, my boy? It's my boot. Are you a fucking German officer in the fucking SS? Because those are the vibes I'm getting from you right now. And oh, okay. Interesting. then you start indoctrinating your son, who, by the way, is a fucking angel and angel heaven. from fucking don't even the best of us people. And then you start indoctrinating him and using him as a tool. I don't think so. Yeah. You don't fucking use Daniel. You don't mm-hmm. say, oh, you mm-hmm. must ask your mommy every day to move to South Africa after he's repeatedly expressed to you 
He doesn't want to fucking live in South there. Africa. Why, my boy? So you can't be. Do you remember the thing I told you about, about child trafficking, my boy? My boy, you do not want to be trafficked in South Africa, my boy? No, that, no that because you said that weird shit and then you're like, don't play outside. It's so dangerous. Or maybe not. I, I don't know. It's just you. You. I don't know. I don't want to be here. Also, my mom's energy was really bad when I was here. It's not just that, Ronald. Kids are smart, too. They can look at what's going on. They're like, oh, my mom's bummed the fuck out. I like my mom better when we're over here because when we're over here, thank it's you. Some bullshit. It's not just thank fucking, hey, my boy, you, you don't want to have a bray and have this uh, sausage, my boy. No. He's like, I'm not leaving my fucking family in America for sausage. Yeah. And he was like, so, well, you don't have a choice, your... my boy. You're going to move. You're going to live here. He's like, nah, motherfucker. Then I'm off this shit. Like he was act. It was weird. Because Daniel is so sort of not. He I mean, still he's calls child. him dad. He yeah, still he calls him dad. And he was like, no, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to move to South Africa. I well, tell your not, mother, tell your mother, boy, boy. I don't like it there. And then no, no, you do. You do, my boy. And then here's the thing. Mm, what's the the thing, really boy? extra fucked up thing is. Yes. We already hated fucking ronald we always knew he was bad news we didn't Why, want Tiffany to fuck with him he goes i, I thought he was oh cool. if i keep have to keep a long distance relationship with tiffany then i'm just gonna bounce yeah my boy and my girl i bounce on both your bitch asses okay you just called them your children and call daniel your son yeah and if your wife isn't willing to put both of her kids or Oh, that's just rhetorical. In danger by moving to where you think is safe, but she doesn't think is safe. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do you think is happening? And yeah. it's just such classic abuser vibes. The stuff he says is so fucking abusive and fucked up. Well, the binaries like, he's we, setting up. And yeah. yeah, instead of like, I'm going to try to make it work and be a part of your life no matter what happens. And if you just said you don't want to move because you don't want to leave your family. No, I didn't hear that. Daniel, what I heard Daniel is said family like five times. I didn't hear that. I'm hearing Honda CBR street bike motherfucker that I'm putting work in at a mechanic shop to tune my bike up on the cheap. And let me tell you something. I'm, I have to use your little bitch ass as a child in a pond in my game so I can save money on my motorcycle bills. Because I'm not about to save the money to fly my fucking child, the mother of my child, my other child out here. You fucking serious? Did you see my boots, motherfucker? You think this Alpine Star shit is cheap, bitch? That's really where his mind's at. But he, that is the exact, that's his end game. Because you know that's what he's doing. He's like, I'm not paying for this shit. I'm already trying to hook my bike up. If I can use this kid to offset the like, you know, the rational argument, which is I should be paying for things, then I can save me money. Let me poison this relationship by manipulating them. But honestly, unfortunately, Daniel has seems like he's had to fight back to back with his mother before in that sense where he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. When she came, he's like, oh, no, man, this motherfucker's trying to say we're moving to South Africa. <laughs> when she came, and she was like, we'll talk about it later. And yeah, he's he like, like, all right, I don't know. Is he tripping? He says he thinks we're moving to fucking South Africa. I don't think so. I never said that. And Daniel, I love that Daniel took such a strong stand that he goes to the guy that he calls dad. He goes, yeah, um, I will not move to South Africa. And if we have to, I will leave this family. 
I was like, this motherfucker is the most incredible child I have ever met. And if Ronald does anything to hurt him, it's happened. We have said this. No, it's no, happened, but though. in a way, no, but in a way it's we're happened. like, he's Tiffany it. isn't there for him. And he's just decentered. Like this kind of shit, I think is like, but like, we are about to lay hands. He's fucked up. And as he, a I'll podcast tell you what, family, he's, he is, I will not Daniel's, Daniel's only saying that. Because his mother has been saying these things out loud around him. He realizes his mother is drawing a line. And so he's like, oh, we're off this. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we're not fucking with anything he says anymore because you're saying he played us and played you. And now the the money that he was making you save so he could have little bike money actually was should have been used to start our life. Oh, I'm starting to see why you don't like him. That's why I'm saying the damage is done because he's against him now. And the only reason Tiffany's being polite as she reveals when she's having drinks with her sister is that she feels responsible for him relapsing. And she doesn't and want to be, have that sort of burden or she's, she's trying to put herself saying that she could be responsible for something if she's advocating for herself. Seemed like how she was trying to say that or why she wouldn't. Here's the thing. We didn't know that he relapsed a year ago. Right. This was the news that just dropped in this episode where she says, the reason I'm kind of playing it close to the vest and whatever is like, I had just started trusting him. Mm -hmm. And then this motherfucker went to a casino with his friends. Right. Which he knew he shouldn't have done because- He's a gambling addict. You don't go to a casino. You don't do that. So he went knowing he was going to risk his sobriety and he relapsed and gambled all the money away. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see what she was doing with her money even more clearly, because why would you give money to somebody to come here um, when they just betrayed you in a way that was very significant when you were expecting them to provide for you and your two kids, which she calls his two kids. Right. So the whole fucking thing is like now, not that we weren't already like Tiffany's 100% right. He is not good, but Mm. even more so to the point where it's like, damn, like you really, you really fucked up in a way that's just. It's violated. And it's not like we saw him saying like, Oh, you know, it's one thing about relapsing and whatever. I we all have done things, but it's a different thing to not say every time he talks to her. Hey, I know you trust me less now with money and otherwise because I relapsed and I know what this is. And you and you supported me through my sobriety. It's tough, man. And you supported me through getting clean and like I understand where you're coming from because how often though. No, Have but you heard like, that, I just want to say, I just want to say, here's the thing, like getting clean and being an addict is a really crazy thing, but also being in an addict's life is a really crazy thing. Yeah. And if you're not able to take responsibility for the toll you take on the other people, then you're not really going to truly recover. Well, so yeah, the fact but that's that what I'm he saying. doesn't ever take responsibility for his actions is very telling that I don't think he's going to actually do the work that's necessary. 
he's know? revealed he's not in a space to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was positing the question. I'm like, man, you know, when you have friends that are addicts and shit, they'll never say shit like that. They'll never say, hey, I'm like, if they do, it's like after they're get it, they're in recovery and they have a little bit of separation between what's ever happened. But like in that sense, I'm like, yeah, like it's just clear. This isn't a space for him to be in this kind of the stakes are too high. He's not clearly not in a place to deal with it. And yeah, now he's resorting to this kind of fucked up manipulation of children. And it's just like, yo, now it's getting this is yeah, slop town. And I just want to say, like, you know, I am totally friends with a friend that is an addict. We've let him stay at our place and whatever. But at a certain point you and this is just a friend. You you have to make a decision about whether you're a friend or you're their parole officer or jailer or whatever. And that is not something that anybody wants to do to somebody that they love. And it is really painful and irresponsible yeah. to put that on somebody. So the fact that the other person is constantly trying to decide whether they can trust you or not is wears on them. And he doesn't seem to take any responsibility for that. I would respect mm-hmm. him a lot more if he was like, Tiffany, you know, I fucked up. I shouldn't go. I shouldn't have done that. And when he talks to her every time to be like a little bit more gracious because they got in a fight last time they talked in a way that was like really like fucked up or all she was saying, I spent money on this place so that our children could have somewhere to live. And he was like blaming her on spending the money instead of coming to South Africa. And then at the end of this fucking thing, he literally is like, well, how did he end it? He was like, "Uh, I'm not going to do the long distance thing. And he was like, you know, I'm pretty much going to be done with this if it doesn't work. I'm like. To the woman who stuck with you through everything. But I think that's just like I'm saying, that's unfortunately when you're in the throes of your addiction you're not going to say anything reasonable and it's like uh, you and it's through your experience and working through the you know having relationships like that where you can identify you're like i'm not talking to a person who's actually saying he doesn't give a fuck about any of this like this person just this is just the wrong situation right now but i think unfortunately she wants it to work and she's trying to look at it in a place where it could work but that's that's what I'm like, see, this is where the shit is getting too heavy because we're like, we don't like when kids get involved because now all this shit, it's one thing if you're just on your own journey, sorting through these good and bad experiences on in your personal life. But like when you have kids calling people dad and stuff and premature datification and things like that, it's a mess. You don't like to see it because we just like the guilt-free trash. Okay, call it selfish, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to yes. and Kalani. Wow. Uh, because you know what, Low is back. You know we haven't seen Low in a minute, and uh, you know he wanted to talk to Lonnie real quick. Let me holler at you, Lonnie. Um, and let's go get these donuts <laughs> and a coffee, but nothing fancy like some bitch ass white mocha. You know that's too fancy for me. <laughs> what I want is some U-band in an old ass gym sock with lukewarm water, uh, just day brewed over three weeks. So yeah, he's back. He looks like he lost a little weight, too. He looks a little trim. Like, he looks like he's been working out. Well, looks good. Low, keeping it low. I like how when she's like, I low know something. <laughs> she's like, what's going on, Dad? She's like, when you want to talk, we used to go to the shooting range. 
fucking clap guns, but I guess we're I yeah, this is how times change. We're going to get a coffee. Um, it was so funny that she didn't trust the coffee run. No, she was like, mm, I don't think so. This is suspicious. Yeah. We never hang out. And if we you were, we would be shooting. So coffee. OK, some shit is up. OK, are you if you're sick, just tell me now. I don't we don't have to do yeah, this. exactly like a breakdown. Please, just I don't want to find out you have cancer at fucking Starbucks. Please. Don't yeah, do that it's wild me. when like parents do shit like that to you or like anyone in your life when they're like propose this bizarre thing and you're like, yo, and you're already like, well, just tell me what you got. Like, I'll come over. What are we doing? Don't hit me with this. And then sometimes it's like, no, I just wanted to, to tell you about this thing. It had nothing to do with anything. I just thought it would be cool to do it there. Or I just wanted to meet there. And I'm like, fuck. Because I've seen too many movies. And <laughs> I'm always, I have main character syndrome where every phone call means is a turning point in the narrative of my second act of my life. Uh, but we're not there yet. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, they go. They have a nice, uh, she has orange juice um, that apparently was life-giving. Um, she doesn't <laughs> like to touch door handles. And she likes to put the mask on late. You know what I mean? She likes to pull it. She's like, yo, I got confidence. Watch this. I make my old ass dad touch the door in the pandemic. And I'll throw the mask on like three steps from the counter. <laughs> but everything's different. Um, but yeah. I don't know. It seems like he was just there basically to intervene because he heard they're getting divorced or she wants to get divorced. The divorce convo is very old school and sad and upsetting because it denies like her experience entirely. And right. um, I understand like the idea that don't give up too early and whatever. But he also was talking out both sides of his mouth because he said, uh, at first, well, you have boys. If it, if it wasn't for the boys, I wouldn't even bat an eye. Mm-hmm. And then like two seconds later, he said, uh, divorce is just people who give up. Right. So I don't believe in divorce. Like, no. Mm. And then that was just like, okay, but uh, you have to believe in divorce for some people. Yeah. That's just you have, reality. I mean, it's just crazy to me to deny the fact that some people shouldn't be together. I mean, I'm not even going to bring up the issues of like abuse or other shit, but just like, what about just a being not a match? Yeah. You have to allow for that. Human beings make mistakes in all kinds of more than that. Like more if if, even if you're on some Disney shit or not, you have to believe in L's. You have to believe in the world where you could take an L, a loss. And that's okay because not everything is one way. There's many different kinds of experiences. And if you live in this weird thing where in this very small instance, now this is the thing, you know, I, I, I straddle many cultures that have old ass tired beliefs that don't serve anybody in a healthy manner anymore. And I get in this instance, this is one for this culture where it's like, dude, there's no such thing as a divorce. Y'all fuck and have kids. You might as well get handcuffed like literally to each other because there's no fucking end to this. But on some level, like you're saying, you have to also be able to say, like, there is also a universe where mistakes can absolutely happen. Things can come together in a way that was suboptimal. And you got to be able to pivot off that and say, you know what? This isn't the best. Just so you know, actually, this isn't the best for either of us. I don't think you want to just jerk off in a little tiny bedroom with an Xbox in it and then coming out that room smelling like rotten cookie dough while you have kid dinner with your family. No, I don't think you want that. 
you probably want to, you know, play volleyball with, you know, a fucking Misty May or from the Olympics and shit. Um, but yeah, you got to give yourselves that because it's, it's an interesting thing too. Like if you're anyone who has like most Americans, like parents that have split up, there is a point when you kind of realize you see your parents just for being like, like even people you would know where you're like, oh shit, that was just an L. That wasn't a good relationship. They tried it. It actually didn't work out. They had a kid or whatever, but in the end, that's not how those two individuals were going to be at their happiest. Unfortunately, they start like whatever happens out of, you know, divorce or whatever happens, but for them as individuals, it's not the best thing, but you know, Lowe is trying to be empathetic, very, which is very weird to see. I mean, I do feel that like, you know, judging a marriage after two years is not exactly accurate, but mm -hmm. I also don't want to feel like some, I don't want a woman to feel like she can't make a decision about what she needs in her relationship mm -hmm. because her father is like coloring her perception in that way and use it as giving up. Right. So I don't know. He it's, it's funny. Like it's just the pivot for low, right? Like early on, he's like, look, bro, I'm gonna fuck you up. If you violate my kids, I'm gonna fucking rip your little cute leg tattoos off and beat you to death with them. You think it's a fucking <laughs> game, homie? You will vanish. Okay. <laughs> I will fucking dissolve your body with sulfuric acid. Like that was his energy. And then he was yeah. low, like had this really interesting evolution where he became suddenly very empathetic. Now, I don't know if it's because he gives a fuck about Asuelo and he's more interested in having the family unit together for the sake of his daughter and his grandchildren. And it's like, fuck Asuelo, but I also believe this is what's best for my side. But he has this thing. He's like, you know, I get it. You know, he's fucking up. Um, but, you know, here's the deal. You know, I also came from the prehistoric times as well. And over time, and I married a modern woman and I realized um, I had to, I had to grow up. There was a lot of shit I didn't know, and she had to be patient with me. But I learned how to use fire uh, and a toilet and um, what the clitoris was, actually, that it wasn't just a, a, a myth that was made to upset men. I took Ash's <laughs> uh, seminar and found out that, you know, men's boxes. brains are boxes. Actually. Right. And then I also looked about many diagrams of the human jabina, and I looked at the different parts of the jabina. And I knew how to get to <laughs> We never, and I learned how to lick an Aunt Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So it, he, now he's just really like, I get it though. So that was sort of nice to see because I know that was always like a thing that clearly there's problems here. And that's also kind of on Kalani because she went over there on a trip and the first dude you meet is shooting up the club. And now you have like, mm, well, that's, you know, to each their own. But at the end of the day, he is really now saying like, he's more on the side of like, look, I get it. Oswaldo's trash. I get it. He's trash as fuck. I wouldn't want that either. Remember from last season, I wanted to kill him with his own fucking feet. But now, man, I think you got to give him some time <laughs> because he just, the motherfucker just got off a of DeLorean from the caveman times that he needs to, you got to adjust. And so I, you know, Cool, but I don't I gotta think, say that I think I it's feel a, like a lot of people. Way. I think a lot of people ignore the cost that waiting takes on women. 
Sure. In relationships. No, that's why I don't think and I'm it's like, a valid point on his No, part. no, no. I know. I'm just saying like, yeah. I think like it is very noble to think that you can wait, but like you don't have a time limit on how long it's going to take that man to grow up or if he's even capable of reaching the level that you want. So like, right. I understand taking some time to like make it work with the father yeah. of your kids and stuff. I totally get it, but I just really want to make it clear to myself, even when I see shit like this, that I'm like, it is absolutely something that can't be done at like your own cost. The maturing, no, nothing of in life. And it's you're the only like, mother. Fuck. You are the only person living in your fucking body with your nerve endings firing off the way that they are giving you the sensation of living. It's only you. So don't let somebody tell you what the fuck feels good or bad. You have to really fucking pull up for yourself sometimes and know what that is. And yeah, exactly. If she's not feeling it, I get it. You know, like fuck, nobody, nobody's watching this and being like, oh, you should really. He's almost there, Kalani. He's almost there. I don't know if he is. I get that deep down. You see the potential for that. But you have to, I think, if anything, it's it, the rubber has to meet the road. And that's maybe when he'll figure it out and he needs to go through that. Because I also, it's funny. It's, there's like this one like these family friends we have where like the, the parents split up like when we were young, but then like they got their shit together and got back together like 15 years later. Oh my and, like, God. Been together Amazing. ever since. Yeah. And you're, and in my mind, that's always like this really weird exception. I'm like, you know, that shit could happen too. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll need, and for them, it was like, they needed to like fuck up to realize like, yo, I fucked up something that was actually the only thing for me. Um, And so I did the work. I came back better tried to prove myself and I did that. Um, but that ain't happening over here. Okay? I mean, so you low, love to see to it. To if that's club. the vibe, I <laughs> you love to yeah, see maybe. it. But I just feel like no one ever gives that advice to men. When a woman is like clearly not ready to be in a relationship, even right. in like a small way, everyone's like, nah, you got to move on. You got to, you got to let go. You got to find the right one. This ain't it. Yeah. And like, it just really sucks that with women, they're like, well, you got to wait, you got to wait for him to grow up. You got to wait for him to mature. It's like, it's like, no, you didn't know no. what it was going to be to be in a long-term relationship. And then like the longer it goes, it's like, well, you, you know, like he didn't know what it was going to be like to be married. If some, and Oh, he didn't know what it was going to be like to have a kid. And it's like, at some point, you know, you got to realize nobody knows what that shit is going to be like. No, And people are adults that need to take responsibility for their shit. So I just, I really want women to leave a lot earlier than they do. We do. Cause I've yeah. been in that vibe where I'm like, I, uh, I, when I was in college, I was in a relationship with a man that was like in his twenties. I uh, he's like, you know, I was in my teens and I was going to school full time, taking like 17 credits. I had two part-time okay, wow. jobs. Hit him with the credit count. Okay. I'm, I'm saying, not mad at that. No, I'm go saying, ahead. How I many had, credits? 17. Okay. I I had two part-time jobs, one at Ticketmaster that was a work study job on campus, another one uh -huh. at a bookstore. Um I was like in a play, I did an anti uh corporate fucking student group that I ran. Like I did all of that shit, mm -hmm. you know? And in addition to that, I was paying for this man's groceries and haircut. Oh my gosh. Okay? What? Yeah. So you're playing I'm the Sims work. in real life? Yeah, I'm a 
work-study scholarship student who tried so hard. English is my third language. I'm supporting this motherfucking adult male who grew up here? Ma'am, what is can you, you pay my doing? Bills? Can you pay my automobiles? Can you pay my telephone bills? If you did, then maybe we can chill. I if I could go back in time, I would be like, look at myself and I'd be like, I don't know her. That's same with me when the person I throw all that money away on, I try to buy love through food. You know what I mean? There are many times I wish you could time. Now, nah, you know what? Fuck it, though. You need those because that made me sharp. That's the thing about L's. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. When you take an L that hard, you're like, oh, OK, I yeah. need to fucking not ever do that shit again. You won't be fooled again. Yeah. And then guess what? You do it at least a couple more times. A couple more you times. Learn. Yeah. And then you won't be fooled again. Uh, you, then yes. you get then you're in too deep with somebody that then you propose marriage to. You realize you're doing the whole thing again, but then you realize I'm not doing this again. So then you force y'all to go to couples therapy, sort it out, become a stronger couple. Then it ended up working out because you won't be fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. And we'll be back after this. America's so fucking tight. America, America, America. And we're back. So, um, again, twitch.tv slash 420dayfiance, uh, in which you would have seen a moment where Sophia abandons Miles so she can go gamble her dirt bike money away instead of bringing me and our two kids over from Detroit. Whatever. So, um, honestly, that might not make sense to you, but if you were there, you were there. Uh, Brandon and Julia is our next couple. Or no, no, no. Mike and Natalie is yes. our next. No, no Jovi no. and Yara. What, what are you am even I doing? Joby, my man Joby, it's time for date night. And Jobiano give his wife a compliment, but then also say she's got a belly, even though being skinny should not be a compliment. That's the Jobiano. The Jobiano won't lend any kind of understanding to a woman who just gave birth vaginally to the jabinally to a baby and won't understand why he can't do sex no more. That's the Joby I know. The Joby I know still's gotta hit the vagina. It don't matter what happened to it. If it's got bruises, if it's got leakages, if it's got bloods, that's the Jobiano. The Jobiano has such a torture relationship with the female body that he will allow his baby to fucking chill in his own filth and until his mother come to change it because he wants to avoid interacting with the genitals. That's the Jobiano. The Jobiano, <laughs> instead of comforting his wife, will buy her a bag or shoes. That's the Jobiano. And then afterwards, the Jobiano will say, why did I waste my money on this? <laughs> That's a Jobiano. <laughs> Jobiano. Yeah, man. They go out. 
Do you think Yara is too protective with the baby? This baby is like what less than a month old, less than two yeah. months old. They keep Give saying her that a all the everyone fucking else. minute. Yeah. Give that, her a goddamn like, minute. And also, like the mom comes over and isn't like chill and taking care of the baby. She's mm. like, I'm gonna lord my like previous motherhood over you and new mm. mother. I hope that mm. makes you feel comfortable. Give me the baby. And it's like, no, that's not what anybody wants. Why don't you come in, give her a hug and say, hey, I love you so much. You know, I've raised babies. I'm so comfortable taking care of your baby. Mm-hmm. You guys go have a good time. I'm going to hang out with Myla. I'll send you mm-hmm. a couple of photos I take of her sleeping. You're mm-hmm. going to know she's fine. That's what someone that fucking knows how to deal with feelings would do. Instead, it's like this weird, like, Power I don't off know. I think because she's Soviet of her grandma grandchild. Like, what are you doing? She's a Soviet. I don't know how they do that over there in the USSR, but that's <laughs> not how we do babies down here in the bayou. She is very in the bayou crocodile. He just bring that baby in his mouth to the, to the to <laughs> to somebody's house. He don't even know who's he a crocodile says and he. See, whoever's around, he take the baby from the crocodile. Sure. I, we don't know what they feed him. Is it horchata? We don't know. It's just that's the baby gets taken care of. Gwen tries to act like. Look, I'm not questioning Gwen because, you know, Gwen's been a good, for the most part, a really kind person throughout. Agreed. So Gwen I'm, has not, gotten I'm, a not coming at Gwen, I'm not coming at Gwen sideways, but. Just it was just funny to me, like when she's kind of like, um, come on, y'all, like you can trust me, this baby. Like, I raised these two boys. I'm like, yo, don't you think fucking all right? Wait, hold on. So you're saying that is an advertisement for your okay skills. Sure. (laughs) I'm sorry, Gwen. You can't come out here and say that you can trust someone can trust you as a mother when the only examples you've got is some bloody Joby. He's like a bloody demon from the swamp who can only fuck a robot. So honestly, I don't think you can ask her to, to sort of not be afraid of holding a baby, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you're like, Whoa. Okay, Tabitha, come through. Um, I also just want to say that Yara's reaction mm-hmm. to the baby clothes that Gwen brought over <laughs> are so classic Russian. The labels, the labels. We care about labels so much. Yeah. Like, Same, like in us, Japan, too. It denotes quality. Yeah. So she's like, oh, she brought you polo. Oh, polo. Polo Respect. for baby. Oh, mm. polo. Oh, what you say next time? Bring Gucci. Okay, baby. Yeah. I loved it so much. <laughs> and Gwen was like, the fuck? Whatever. I got that shit at Ross. Because that's how we get down. Don't worry. I'm not about to fucking buy an $80 towel meant for a baby to shit in <laughs> well fuck you embroidered that fucking horse man on there and now this shit's worth a lot uh, um but yeah. also maybe my favorite quote from this episode is when yara says you stupid you know you don't we can't have sex yeah <laughs> oh shit i don't know i just wanted to blow it up you know what i mean i gotta go back <laughs> on my submarine so thought maybe I could put a white claw can in your butt again. <laughs> nah, all right, whatever. All right, whatever. That's what you want to do. Fine. I guess our marriage will be a disaster. Yeah, they um, also, the, 
his whole fucking thing is he hits her out of nowhere at this dinner. This was a nice date. And he's like, oh, hey, y'all, here's the other thing. Like, I got to go to work in like three days. And I'm you a, do I'm know that's why he took her on the nice date, yeah, though, right? Of course. But like, Dobiano cannot mm-hmm. be honest with his wife unless he makes out eat dinner first so she knows she's been bought. <laughs> I kind of sound like you were doing Cockney, but like, yeah, I don't really know. Be, I know. I really, <laughs> I really, don't. Be, I, know. <laughs> I really don't know what's happening. I'm very tired. <laughs> we kept getting delayed on my flight from Belize back and Houston, and it was very stressful. And I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, how many, how many delays? What are we talking? Um, at least three hours. Probably. And I was on standby and I wasn't maybe going to make oh. it. And right. on the way to Belize, I was on a plane for like right, you're five stressing hours. Me out. You're stressing on me the out. Stand by. On Stand the by. Stand by. I can't do this. Very Stand stressful. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. He set her up. Hit her with the, I got to go. Sorry. Then gets mad when he's like, fuck, whatever. You know, I don't really care about her. I just buy shit. And that seems to solve it. And then it doesn't. Whatever. I got to go. Sorry. Just live with my mom, man. Like, so what? If she hey, just listen to the QAnon stuff just for a second, Yara wouldn't kill you. Just just nod your head and then you you don't have to listen to it. Just let her say it. Yara, 5G spreads COVID, Yara. Oh god. Yara, any reasonable man knows this, Yara. The Joby I know believes in Instagram conspiracy theories about what 5G does to the Jabana <laughs> and the testicles. That's the Joby I know. God bless him. Uh, ah, someone in the chat asked if I fought with Courtney. Great question. Normally, we fight on the last day that we were on a trip. <laughs> and this time, I uh, caused a fight on the first night because I wanted to get it out of the way. And then we had an incredible time the rest of the time. Hey, hey I love it. it. You're always it. against me. You're always against me. <laughs> That's my favorite one. If you're ever going to fight with a friend, always come out with that one. You're always against me. I love Our it. fights are actually like the cutest because it's just about how one of us wants uh, the other one to like love them more. It's oh, actually God. the cutest, saddest thing in the oh. world. We feel oh. it at the same time. We're always Talk like, me, honey, why? Exactly. We're always <laughs> like, but, but like, you should be closer to me. But no, I've been trying to get closer to you. Oh, <laughs> me, honey, why? Keep my ass. Okay, let's move That's on. That's how we end all of our fights. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Mike and Natalie. They're yes. Oklahoma bound. Ba, 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 ba. Still falling in love. Uh-huh, honey. Um, they're going to I don't even know why I did Okay, that. Michael, 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 yeah. I know a lot about uh, Oklahoma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Michael, that is <laughs> that's right. Michael, uh-huh. that what do you is know? Wizard mm-hmm. of Oz. Okay, Oklahoma. What? No. Yes, uh, main character Daisy. She from Oklahoma. Was it what? No. Daisy, she's got the favorite cat. What's the Wizard of Oz? What are you talking about? What's the Wizard of Oz? Look, Wizard of Oz, it's Daisy. She's got cat. Her cat go. She she meets zombie. Okay, zombie. He got new leg. It is a beautiful story. I loves it. What 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 is this thing? What is the wizard? What Wizard of Oz are you talking about? 
A classic, children classic, Wizard of Oz. Is what is it? Did you call it like a cartoon classic or some shit? No, it's a regular classic. Just oh. a regular classic. I just retell it. <laughs> That's all I do. I just retell the shit. So yeah, they're going it's out there. It's got witches in it. One witch, she has favorite elephants. Okay. Then uh-huh. they crush the other witch. Then, right. okay. She's um. She was sneezing a lot in the car. Rather, she sneezed once in the car. <laughs> but it was so out there. I was like, oh, like I could smell it through the TV. It, like bugged me out when I saw that. I just didn't. That was like one thing I noted really heavily. Just the sneeze. I did not. <laughs> um, uh, how about when she gets so nervous about meeting the mom that she kind of freaks out and says, Traditional dishes should be made by people who are native. <laughs> when Yo, he's just trying to like about? do lighthearted chat about like food, he's like, yeah. "So, are you gonna make your your like classic favorite dish for Christmas?" And she's like, "Galupti," which, by the way, is delicious. Yeah, you what is that? You want to know what galupti is? Of course, it takes four, three to four hours to cook, Michael, and only natives should cook it. You fucking mm. colonizer. Okay. You do like a ground meat thing and you wrap it in cabbage leaves. Oh, and okay. you like have a delicious sauce it's in and it is so good. Oh my and God. when I was a kid, this is like one of my favorite uh, hilarious memories that uh, so you go to like free kindergarten or whatever and you like get fed for free because. Socialism is terrible. What the hell is this? Um, so you get fed. And you get fed as many as you want. So I, the hardest, the most oh, I ever I bet ate, kids were abusing that and probably taking a bunch home to feed their other little gang of other freeloader kids. And they're just, I, I see where you're going. I this. ate 11 portions because it was my mm. favorite. So anyway, it it's so good. I have not made it, but I'm gonna, because my mom and I are trying to cook more together now that like COVID's over. And I'm yeah. going to fucking make COVID this. COVID is over. Uh, we well, for us, now that we've both yeah, been vaccinated, know, yeah. she you can come to my right. house, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get lunch. Okay, bye. Oh. And like that, folks, she bounces on out. And that's what this show is all about. Just supporting each other through thick and thin. Uh, even when your dog comes home from a scheduled walk in the middle of the live stream, that you will just get up, get out and get some. Um, so yeah, I really want to eat that, which is what we'll have to do for one of the live streams. She doesn't know. I'll tell her later, but that's what she'll have. She'll make her thing. I'll make our thing. Y'all come through, stream it. We'll talk. We'll do some show and tell. We'll hope it's delicious. And we'll go from there. Okay. Hi. She doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. Okay. Um, what the fuck did you say? No. What? Hmm? Nothing. She doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. Who am I talking about? I don't even know. I think I'm talking about Trish. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Okay. Anyway, I'm just going to tell you about the name of the delicious food, which is galupze, yeah. which is a li- like a variation of our word for um, pigeons or doves, I guess. Ooh. Clapping so, birds. I like that. That's it. Okay. Um, first of all, I just want to say in regards to Mike and Natalie, why are they still together? First off, that will always be the first question we will Great pause it to the question. court. My honor. We will never know. 
people Why are the sabotaging themselves. <laughs> um, so then they fly into uh, Oklahoma and Trish picks them up. And it's the whole thing is so fucking awkward and cold. And Natalie's like, oh, my God, I love your trucker shirt. It's so nice. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this? Fucking Balenciaga, bitch. Are you crazy? What are you doing? <laughs> Just something on us with this fucking, where'd you get this at? Love's truck stop? Because uh, yeah, that's a whole <laughs> Oh, a peaky uh, collection. Oh, cool. Cool. I never seen before. Impressive. Cool. Uh, why? Why you collect piggies? Oh, no reason. No. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so stylish. Good, good, uh, good. Uh, this is cool. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, impressive. Cool. Yo, she so many oh weird God. antiques in there. Also, I think Trish had like a thing over her door that was like, "Yo, God's love starts in the book. Like, read the book for God's love type thing." So it's wild that they may actually, if that's true, or if it wasn't some weird joke thing, which I also believe Trish would have some joke ass thing that you read and you think it says some shit about God. It's like. For God's love, look up your butt, loser. It's a fucking joke. Ha ha, you fucking clown. What'd you think it was? We in outer space, bitch. Ain't nothing out here but fucking dust and coal. Um, Yo, can we talk about how much um, our boy flirts with his mom? Mm-hmm. That relationship is truly wild. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we had punkasaurus flag flags as i like to call red flags in their relationship a punkasaurus flag yeah we've Oof. seen them before and it keeps getting worse because the way they were like clowning and flirting i've never seen that between, <laughs> between uh, a man and his mom in Mommy. quite this way um Mommy. and um <laughs> thanks mommy mm. you think maybe he's like they're into like you know like reggaeton and dembo and stuff so he's like I in like latin coast like hey mommy and he's actually just not like they're, they're actually just out in the open nasty with it. but he's because they're from squim it's like okay mommy i don't know i think something's up with them it There's is weird something weird it's like colty and deb Oh, hold hold the fuck up, bitch. You think I'm fucking gay with my son? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know what I mean? Ain't no, ain't no fuck shit going on like that. All I'm saying is fuck with my son, then it's fucking smoke. You know what I mean? And my fucking goons, they don't do fucking drive-bys, bitch. They walk up, knock on your fucking door, and put three through the fucking front. With fucking K's waving. Like you was fucking like a, a, at a baseball game. Clayton Kershaw, you got K's waving. Okay, all that to say, yeah, maybe could be. Happy birthday, Mikey and mommy. Oh, that cake looked very. Are you for real gonna get a cake for your adult ass son that says "Happy birthday, Mikey and mommy"? That could just be their thing. And your mommy? That's their thing. No, ma'am, I don't think so. You do not put that on a cake Mm. Mm. unless. When your mom dies, you're going to fucking keep her around and talk to her and put a wig on her and fucking murder women in the shower. Right. That's your right. next vibe, because that was not cool. 
And when that happened, I wrote in all caps, I'm dead. And <laughs> and and the Ooh, fact chocolate on chocolate. When he yeah. got there, she's like, You're at mommy's. Yeah. Oh, mommy. Wow. Why are you putting that diaper on, Mike? <laughs> Shut up, Natalie. <laughs> I'm with mommy now. And she was trying to be so polite. She's like, oh, Mike and his mama, eat the sod. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. Let's see for saying odd instead of fucked Fucked up. up, Weird. Get me the fuck out of here. Are y'all, are y'all, is this, y'all are recording this? Do they know? (laughs) And they're still, okay. Fuck. Wow. This is wild. And all this weird shit in here, y'all got a haunted crib. You're like, put your seed in here and then we will sacrifice it to the porcelain pig gods. Like, what the fuck? Okay, here's what this reminded me of. And this is about swagless hoarder. This is about to get kind of fucked up because, okay, here's the vibe. So I love Chelsea Chelsea Devantes' podcast, which if you don't listen to it, is amazing. It's a celebrity book club and it's memoirs by women and she only Mm. has a female guest to talk about them so because of her i've been reading all of these memoirs by female celebrities so one of them the last one that i'm the current one that i'm reading is by um mackenzie phillips from the mamas and the papas who had that like fucked up incestuous relationship with her dad who was like her abuser and it's whatever, but her life is a lot more complicated and more rich than that. But um, I just want to say that the relationship that I'm seeing with like um, Mike and his mom is a little bit weird to Mm. the point where I'm like, when you associate that kind of attention and happiness and like whatever with your mom to the degree that he does instead of like trying to make it work with his partner mm-hmm. is a little bit like, I don't know. It made me feel weird. I'm not saying they they have an incestuous relationship in any way. I'm just saying that in a way you're crippling your kid when you're not letting them figure out how to have relationships like that. Yeah, with other whatever. People. Who gives this? I mean, Trish has failed. You know, she's just made him into like a weird infant that he cannot she's like fucking whatever fuckasaurus or whatever from last thugosaurus. Yeah. Punkasaurus, exactly. Who is Punkasaurus, as we said, is someone you fuck in call at a very early college party and it's freshman awkward. year, freshman yeah. year, freshman year. And you don't talk to them until at least three days later. And the first thing is what's up, Punkasaurus? That's what punk, that's who Punkasaurus is. That's not your mother. Uh, okay, let's move on to our last couple. And by God. Oh, before we what? move on, did you remember oh. that Natalie's jobs were journalist slash actress slash model in that order? Because I remembered her as just being a model. Did you remember the no. slashes? Because I did not remember the slashes. That's why. And that was confusing to me because I was like, shouldn't she have pushed that a lot more considering this is kind of what you do with reality TV. Use it as a vehicle to launch your shit. Right. Maybe. I, 
Yeah, I guess that really is the deal. And she's, you know, I'm a journalist, model, uh, you know, dancer, uh, fitness uh, expert, um, a, a fucking astrologer to the stars, pets. Life coach. Yeah, life coach. She does it all. You know what I mean? And also mm-hmm. influencer. Let's not forget that. Okay. So, yeah, good good luck to them. I don't know. Again, I'll always ask, why are they, why are we seeing this? Shouldn't this be happening. Like, this isn't real. This it is should have been over a long time ago. Um, and just like, I'm tired of seeing them make a meal out of the fact that like Russians and Americans communicate differently, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's always like, I don't really like how Natalie is. And it's like, okay, right. We have to stop doing this because now I'm getting tired. There has got to be like a more deeper level and another reason for you to dislike her. Right. Because so far we've seen her be problematic in like a lot of ways. But you're mm-hmm. just choosing to be mad at her because, like, she doesn't seem warm, which is just like a cultural thing, right? Um, and yeah, it's just truly very, very boring um, to watch them try to make a meal out of something that's like not that interesting <laughs> at all. And like, basically, they just end it with the mom being like, "I don't know, is Natalie tired or is she just a bitch?" She just hates her. That's why it's just like, so dumb right, because she hates her. Like, shut up, Trish. This show, just stop like these motherfuckers. They're not interesting anymore. If you ask someone to protest at their wedding, it's like, why are we even trying to be like, oh, is this a both sides thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we this is boring. I wish they would have already divorced so we could just be done. It's one of these things that like we've seen this a lot on 90 Day, where like the relationships that we hate the most because it's like Chantal and Ped- Pedro. We stopped watching it because we were like, we don't want to keep seeing the same conflict play out over and over again. It's like fucking boring. Yeah. Just like get your fucking. That's why. Look, that's why we need to get off this. Mm. We need to to get to the the calm, trashy waters of Julia's fucking jealousy where we can all watch somebody just watch a classic battle happen at a beer only beer bar where it's a very bad place to have a showdown with Melanie Julia's new arch nemesis Brandon's friend from high school who he says is was just the homegirl nothing else just the homegirl Melanie um and when they get there again Julia this, did this seem staged to you before we get into it yeah probably I don't know yeah there's nothing because normally I'm not like that like sensitive to that because i'm like whatever this is all like just trash make-believe but i felt this particular one was kind of staged more awkwardly maybe because homegirl wasn't a good actress did you get that vibe just let me know what i don't know everyone's a bad no one's good on camera on this show because they find real life is himself blandon is bland and like there's nothing there you're not like oh he's a different person but here it was like, they're like, here, bitch, come in Melanie or whatever. Come to this meeting and then like say kind of crazy shit to try to trigger Julia. And, and homegirl didn't seem like she was up to the task. And it just seemed like not bad I, I don't to know. me. Did it not? I don't I don't know if she was necessarily sent in with the mission of provoking her because Julia didn't need any help. Like she's been when the last episode when she was like, Essentially saying like you men and women exist. can be friends, et cetera. Et cetera well, yeah, et cetera. women are the devil and they're you no, know, don't trust a bitch. 
also they're you never they're you didn't you didn't exist until i met you so I, nothing that ever happened to you is relevant to me so just shut the fuck up about it i'm like whoa this is fucking wild that's why she pulled like the second they pulled up to this beer bar she was like oh so you take me to a place with all beer you know i don't like beer i bet melanie likes beer that's why we're here haha <laughs> my dear but i guess i have a lot to fear <laughs> why should we be here <laughs> There's trouble that's quite near. Like that felt that like it felt like we were organically. What getting you doing farm with she? Oh shit. Look. What you doing farm with she? Look, I'd look, I didn't do nothing on farm with she. I watched horror movie with she. Okay. That's okay. It. So now you say I don't like horror movies, she loves horror movie. How late you stay up? Oh, you read liquor cabinet? You you kiss her on her pussy? No. What? Fool, no, I didn't say that. I am normal. Not nobody slam door. Yo, when she was like, yo, be no, because she was just everything. She had something to say. <laughs> oh, okay. How long did you when she was like, oh, how long? I wonder how long she got prepared to meet. Like, was she trying to look nice for you? It's like, look, this they're from Virginia. She's on, she's about to be on TV. That's a big deal. So people will dress the fuck up unless they really don't give a fuck. But some people that's the best they got, you know? Okay, Julia. So don't come at her. She's just trying to be presentable. But the other thing is. When she was like in the middle of them talking, she's like, I don't know, maybe uh, Melanie's man and I leave and maybe I suck his dick off in the parking lot. And y'all don't even fucking notice because you were too busy. And he saw this fantasy world reminiscing in your fucking DeLorean going back in time and shit. I might as well fucking rim his ass and nobody will even know. And you're like, yo, calm down. Down. I don't have to be like that. Bro, um, I love when Melanie was like, um, Julia is very much Brandon's type. She is thin, brunette, and bossy. Mm-hmm. Don't like, worry about me, honey. Okay. <laughs> thin, brunette, and bossy sounds kind of sexy. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't need to be thin. Just keep bossy. I don't even need the brunette you just, part. <laughs> you just love cookies. <laughs> it's too. It's true. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like the visa question is hella inappropriate and the go-go dancer prejudice is hella inappropriate. That That's felt kind real. of why I was like, okay, um, Julia is out of pocket, but honestly, you're hella toxic and I don't yeah. really need you to be here in this beer fucking situation. That's because why I, I don't, I, that felt just like a real take. Not Yes, I think that that's that why I don't part, think it was fake. I was I like, think, no, you would say that. If that's how Betty gets down, that's how all y'all talk around here. You know what I mean? His grandpa's like, is she a Soviet? You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Even do you even know what a person is outside of the United States? Are there only like white American people and then like the spooky minorities, gays, and whatever other religions, and then other countries you don't understand because they're so wacky. Like, it seems like that's everyone's worldview, like in orbit of this couple. Uh, I, I, I mean, honestly, like, I do feel like the visa question was kind of, um, I think they made her bring it up in that awkward way, but I do feel like everybody believes that anyway. So it's like, even if they instigated it, I don't think that that's like not true. And she didn't think that anyway. And the go-go dancer thing is just like so very pathetic to me. 
Um, yeah. And women being afraid of other women's sexuality is like so very pathetic to me or anybody's sexuality. If you don't trust your partner not to cheat on you, it is not a problem of anybody else who is sexy. Mm -hmm. I am sorry. You need to have a chat. Oof. That is not on anybody else. And it is just like embarrassing when people do it. It makes you look so sad and pathetic. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I don't like it. And I still get where Julia is coming from. I do think that like her competitiveness comes from the fact that there's just not that many good mates where she's from. And she's like, I got to defend this territory. But it's like, girl, you're also not going to get any girlfriends if you don't allow them in. Yeah, And then every, yeah, you're right. not going to figure out that women aren't your enemy, but are your strength. And yeah, you yeah. guys can build each, build each other up. But if you've never had that relationship, I'm like sad for her. And I really want her to meet like a really good fucking friend. So right. whatever. Yeah, there. That's the whole funny thing is like the whole reason for them to meet up is because Julia wants to find a way to make money or have a career. She likes wedding planning. And when she went to consult with someone to be like, what do I need to do? She's like, okay, well, first of all, get your language skills up. Also, like when you're working out here, you need to know people like you need to have a network. So when people come to you with an idea, you can say, I know this, I know this, I know where to go. I know this person, I know that person. And, you know, throughout that, she comes to this thing. And she's like, yeah, I'm basically going to shank this motherfucker. Fucking be a restaurant. I um, also think, honestly, like the solution to a lot of like Julia's problems is that she hasn't traveled to other places in the U.S. enough, mm. because I think if she did. She would be like, oh, shit, no one's trying to take Blandon away from me. Yeah. And now that I've seen what everybody else is like, I'm actually like a pretty big catch and I don't need to worry about men. I need to worry about crafting relationships with women and people that are my friends that friends. like me for me, fucking NBs, whoever, like, just don't try to like think that the man is the thing that's the hardest to get. Blandon is so average. You literally can meet a million of him in one day. And it's just like, I think if she got out a little bit more, she wouldn't feel that jealous. She would just be like, oh, actually, I'm the catch. He needs to work harder to fucking keep me. Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like, was she not uh, in Vegas? Was she like going around and being like, yep, Brandon is by far like the this is this is it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to know how she looks at him and everything else for being so like critical and shit. Um, Vegas is not an accurate representation of America. Oh, hell yeah. I say is. that as a person that goes to Vegas to do stand up. It is not what it's like when I go to a different state. It is not Vegas ever, no matter what the state is. I mean, I've had way better times in Alabama than I have ever had in Vegas. So oh. I just truly I think, really honestly, want her to travel. America is so big. The version that she's living though, like she's going to see the most overlap of people in the Blandon world over there on Vegas. That's why she likes it. Cause that's her vibe. Not like it. No, she just thinks like Vegas is the only place where you can get that stuff. And if you go to anywhere else, they have that kind of stuff without the horror that is Vegas and the temperatures. 
What so, about Melanie, though? Where is she going to go? Will she be there? I have to just be where Melanie is not so I can go go dance with she. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. We're done with that. We're so done do with you, that. We're done with everything. Do you want me to give you a Belize update? Oh, yeah. So what happened? Um, you 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 went and then you said you were looking, you know, like you were going to ask around about like Ryan and Harris and Stephanie and see if what the vibe like what the local vibe was down there. Yes. So, mm-hmm. OK, when I went to Belize, OK, I went to Belize City and mm-hmm. I went to Placencia. Mm-hmm. Placencia is where my friend Lyra is from. Lyra and is common law married to Peter. Peter has a friend who knows either Ryan or Harris. Mm-hmm. I was there when they figured out who the person is because she thought it was one person, but it turned out to be somebody else. I said, this is very important to me. Mm-hmm. I explained Stephanie and her white savior behavior. Mm-hmm. And I said, Listen, everyone that is a K-1 really needs to know that this woman has been like hustled hard by Ryan and or Harris. It would just give us a lot of us peace and joy. And he said, "Okay, I'm going to ask that person again. I'm not going to say their name. But I'm going to ask that person again, and I'm going to get the exact details on the Ryan Harris connection. So hopefully the next time we record. Oh, my God. I'm going to have an actual cliffhanger. I'm going to have an actual. Probably. Oh, my God. I was on pins and needles. Just saying we're going to have a, a good answer. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, I look, I appreciate it. This is the investigation that happens. Um, and that's where we'll be. Okay, cool. Um, well, let's r- wrap on the show on out. Uh, it's getting late and this stream went fucking long. This episode kind of we had some technical difficulties, but we pulled it off in the end. Yeah, shit got crazy, quarter, but- et cetera, et cetera. Um, and as you know, in about nine minutes, I have my show, yep. my stand-up show. So you should probably go to that. Right there. It's like in less than 10 minutes. So you can just yes. seamlessly go to that and more hilarious hilarity. Um, okay, back to the podcast. Go. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back again with more talk of this. Uh, and please check out our Patreon. Please consider supporting the show because the show is independent now. So go to Kate, uh, go to patreon.com slash four, two, zero day fiance. It's the same, like everything else at four twenty day fiance on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv slash four, two, zero day fiance, where it gets fucking just so it's off. Shit is off the meat hook over here. It's ridiculous. Um, until then, I've been Sophia Alexandra. You can find me at the Sophia S O F I Y A on Twitter and Instagram. And also my other podcast, private parts unknown where we went to Belize and look, you better believe it. I'm sorry to use that pun again, but look, it has to be done where we are talking to people. We're talking, you know, getting some local flavor, understanding what it's like to be down there. And also along the way, we might get answers on Ryan and Harris and also check out my other, you know, funny comedy album, Father's Day. Hello. 
And uh, as always, I've been Miles Gray. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. That's Gray with an A. And as always, you can catch me on my other podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist with Jack O'Brien. All right, y'all. Uh, until next time, we'll see you. Peace, blessings. Love each other. Love yourself. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, I took a sip of beer and I, it went down the wrong hole. <coughs>